Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. We are previewing the Super Bowl here on this podcast. So you're going to hear from Lance Reisland. Uh, We're going to talk through some of the matchups. We're going to talk through how Kansas City can win. And we're going to talk through how San Francisco can win. Then Tyler Shoemaker is going to hop on and talk some gambling angles. Now we recorded that on Thursday morning. So some of the lines might have moved. Some of the the props he gives out might have moved. I'm not sure. I haven't double checked yet. But just a heads up, that was recorded on Thursday morning. uh, If you go and look for some of those bets that we gave you and then I'm going to go through and I'm going to just throw out some prop bets that I like at the very end so that's coming up here on this Super Bowl preview edition of the Orange Brown Talk podcast now here is Lance Reisland talking all about the matchup and now we welcome Lance Reisland onto the show to uh, preview Sunday's Super Bowl Lance how are you Dan I am very well how are you tonight I'm doing well, getting ready for this game here. Um, Super Bowl always kind of sneaks up on me. It's weird. You get these two weeks here, and then it's like, oh, yeah, there's a football game on Sunday. But uh, but here we are. So we're going to go through both sides, how they can win this game. We're going to look at some of the matchups that can determine this outcome. And then at the end, uh, I want to get a pick from you. So let's just start with Kansas City. How do they win this game? Well, offensively, they got to not become one-dimensional. It sounds kind of weird when you think, like, you don't want Mahomes to throw the a ball every time, but you can't let that defensive line just pin their ears and, and get after it. So they got to run the ball just enough. And Pacheco has shown that he had, I think he had 64, yeah, 60, 24 for 68. So not great numbers, but just enough. Kind of what with like the Browns, they have to be productive runs. Um, who else besides Kelsey, right? So they got to be able to, uh, you got to think with two weeks, they're going to have a plan for Kelsey, I, you know? So who else for Kansas city is going to step up I, last week? It was rice. Uh, I like what he did. Uh, Mahomes is the kind of guy, he makes everybody better. You know, when you watch the film, it's kind of obvious, but he's he's the best player in the NFL right now, and there's a reason because everybody else plays. You know, is it going to be Scaldez, Valdez, Scanton? You know, who's going to make plays? But I think it's got to be him and Rice um, besides Kelsey. Defensively, um, <clears throat> they got to be able to stop the run, which is something they have not been able to do. They're six in the playoffs uh, amongst all the teams that were in the playoffs. They were mediocre eight, um, 18th in the year. Uh, giving up 113 per, uh, you know, they've been really good with points per game and, and turnovers, but they gotta, they have to do a couple things. First of all, they're going to have to create some turnovers because Mahomes is going to get his points. Mahomes is not throwing a touchdown. Uh, I'm sorry, an interception uh, this playoffs. Uh, the 49ers have 22 on the season, which kind of, which is tied for first 
you got to think Mahomes, you know, you got to hope for some turnovers. You got to hope that you make them pass only so you can get after it with your pass rushers. Uh, sounds kind of weird to make them pass only, but that's really what you got to do so you can at least create some pass rush. If they have a 50 50 mix, you're in big trouble uh, as the 49ers. So that's kind of what I think they need to do. They need to find somebody else besides Kelsey, somebody else has got to step up. Um, Mahomes has to be Mahomes, which I think there's no question he will be. Uh, they got to figure out a way uh, defensively to make Purdy beat them. Um, but, you know, it's, it's comes down, it's going to come down to, you know, can they get Mahomes going? You know, he had some struggles this year, but as the playoffs have started, him and Kelsey have been unbelievable. The Chiefs are a really fascinating team to me this year, kind of how they've, they've learned how to play with this roster. And I'm, I'm going to read you something here. And if, you know, Ravens fans, this has got to drive them crazy that they aren't playing in this game if, if they hear this. Uh, second half possessions for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. This is how they ended. Punt, 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 and then end of game. Three of those possessions were three and outs. So they got that lead, and then they really kind of leaned on that defense uh, against the Ravens. Um, and, you know, you go you go to the Bills game, right? The defense really played well in the second half of that game. It's really interesting to me how this Kansas City team has sort of figured out this is how we have to win games. And it's not like how they usually win games. Well, you know, that defense is really, really good. So they're very good. Sneed, I think, has he is. uh, That's one of my matchups, him and Ayuk. But I think he's he's a next level guy. So he's able to like he's able to lock down a side. He's big. He's physical. He's long. Uh, Chris Jones inside is going to cause a lot of trouble for the 49ers. Um, it's going to be interesting because the defense, I think the linebackers, um, you can attack them in the pass game, which is something Shanahan is pretty good at with, uh, you know, uh, McCaffrey. So, uh, that defense is carrying them and that's kind of what got them over the hump. And then obviously when it gets to money time, you know, it's kind of, you and I have talked about it for two years, Kelsey's going to get it. What are you going to do to stop him? And that's, and they're, and they're continuously able to do that by moving him around. Okay, let's move to the other side of this matchup then. How does San Francisco win this game? Well, they got to run the ball. And I know that sounds cliche, but they got to run the ball for two reasons. One is it's going to, it's going to, that's the weakness of that defense is, is stopping the run. Like I said, they've been mediocre all year. And secondly, you know, it keeps the ball away from Mahomes. So, uh, you know, that's, in my, in my opinion, he's got to have as minimal, especially when the game's online, he's got to have as minimal snaps as possible. It's going to shorten the game. It's going to put pressure on. If you can, you know, get a six to eight minute drive and score, uh, it puts a little pressure on that offense to be pass only. And then maybe you can turn those uh, pass rushers loose. Maybe you can get a pick because you've been good at that. So uh, I think that's their best bet is they got to, they got to run the ball. Um, they got to, you know, Kittle, I think Ayuk and, and uh, Snead are going to kind of um, cross each other out. The interesting thing, and we'll talk about more in the matchups, but I think that'll be, you know, if you, if you mark those two off, Kittle's got to be big and Debo Samuel's got to be big. Cause I think those guys, um, you know, on paper, the 49ers, I think, are a better football team um, from top to bottom. Um, unfortunately, you know, quarterback makes everybody better, and he's uh, – Mahomes is that good. But I think the 49ers got it. They have to make him one-dimensional. Uh, they got to run the football to shorten that clock. They got to get Kittle going against those linebackers and against those safeties. Debo Samuel's got to be good in both the run and pass game. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, Purdy's going to have to make enough plays. Uh, I don't think he has to carry him. That's not what he's about, but he's got to make enough plays. And, you know, all week I've been asked, uh, you know, can a game manager win a game? Uh, That's what a quarterback is. I've never, I'll never understand that, that, that title of a quarterback. That's what a job of a quarterback is. And for his team, 
he is he is with guys who he has a tight end, he has multiple receivers, he has a great running back, a really good offensive line. That's that's really what a game is. That's what a quarterback is for the for the the Chiefs. It's going to come down. Mahomes has to win it. Now Mahomes, you win because of, but Purdy you can win with. So I think he's just got to make enough plays. And then defensively, you know, some of those guys that they they've added got to make some plays. Young, um, <clears throat> some guys in the secondary. Uh, you know, I think Warner's got to be big, but I really it comes down to can they run the ball and keep it from Mahomes? Okay, so let's get into to these matchups. Um, what, what do you think they are? What are the, what are the ones people should circle on Sunday when they're sitting at that Super Bowl party, figuring out their squares, figuring out what dip they're going to have? What matchups should they be watching? Well, they better be having buffalo chicken dip because that's really the only <laughs> dip you should have. Um, uh, no, I think the number one, the number one matchup for me is Kelsey. And what Andy Reid does with him against those linebackers and secondary guys, you know, I think those linebackers, you got um, those guys inside. They're really good runners. They're good football players, but um, you know, can they stop Kelsey? And and that's really what it comes down to. What is the plan for Kelsey? Because he's going to get it. And I think with the you know that matchup, they have to figure out when you watch it on film what Kelsey is really doing well right now. Is he's getting those little chunk plays, those six to twelve yard plays. So I think you got to, you know, they can they double him and pressure him off the ball and make Mahomes throw it vertically to him. Now everybody's like, why would you want to throw the ball vertically to Kelsey? Well, it's a slow death or it's a fast death. And in the fast death, you have a better chance percentage-wise. That vertical pass is harder to complete, allows maybe some pass rushers to get home. But if he, if they nickel and dime you and chunk you to death, they will do it all game. And if you look at the games, Buffalo game and the Ravens game, those little chunk plays are just killing the defense. So that's the first thing is, can Kelsey get it going? I want to see what Reed does with him because just like with Cooper Cup and these elite guys, they can put him everywhere. He can do a bunch of different things. He can motion, bunch, one, two, and three strong out of the backfield, et cetera. So I'll be excited to see what Reed does and can those linebackers and secondary guys find a way to slow him down. You know what I I was (laughs) thinking while you were sitting there going through the 49ers weapons? on offense. Um, so if you were to do a draft of the skill players in this game, so actually, I don't even know if you have to say skill players, but not take, take Mahomes, right? Mahomes would go number one. If we were drafting offensive players, just take the quarterbacks out of it. I guess I wonder where would you take the first chief and where would you take the second? So like um, McCaffrey would probably go first. Yeah. I'm gonna um, take my- yeah, I gotta go McCaffrey first. Um, would you know, Debo would Debo go second? I would go Debo second just because of versatility and what you need in a Super Bowl game. You know, in a big game like this, you need versatility. He can run the ball if they're struggling. He can, you know, because he's a guy you can get touches to. You know, think about with Kelsey if they can't pass protect, it's hard to get up to the ball. Debo, yeah. you can do different things. So I would, and just by sheer numbers, I would go. I would go Kelsey three. Um, but then I'm down the line a while before I take uh, probably Chris Jones. Um, because he. Well, can I'm, I'm just talking. I'm just talking on the offense. You're just talking side, offense, though. yeah. So I mean, uh, um, I, I don't know who would be next, Rice or Pacheco, maybe. I would. I would take Pacheco just because he can. But that would be can, that would be after. I mean, oh, I would take it after Ayuk. If I could Absolutely. take Trent Williams, I would take. Like it just, it's just interesting to me how San Francisco. This used to not be the case with the Chiefs ever, right? Like they always had the most <clears throat> talent on offense to go with Patrick Mahomes, which again is why they're so fascinating, but. You know, if we flipped this argument on its head, you you might take more Chiefs than you would 49ers on the defensive side, right? Chris Jones would be an early pick. I know Nick Bosa would be an early pick. 
Uh, but Snead would know, be up there. Snead, the, those DBs. Yeah, Snead's been awesome. Just, I mean, I'm feeling he's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just fascinating how, you know, you would normally think, oh, San Francisco would have a better defense than the Chiefs, but it's interesting how both those rosters have sort of flipped over the last few years. Well, for me, it goes to show you it's a quarterback-driven league. And I've heard you and Mary Kay and Ashley talk about it uh, even before I started working with you. It's you have to have an elite guy, especially in these games. And when you have an elite guy, uh, you know, and, I, you know, if you take a guy like, um, you know, obviously you take their, you know, you take Mahomes out of you, you take Kelsey out of you, take a guy like Rasheed Rice. You know, last week uh, he had a pretty good game. And I don't know how good of a player he is, but I know with Patrick Mahomes, he can be really good because he can run really well. Uh, Valdez, you know, he can be really good. He's got some skill. He made a big third down catch to win the game, to ice the game last week, uh, going out of vertical. Uh, they got him on a vertical route on Mallet. So there's some things he, when you have that elite quarterback, it kind of, you know, it kind of shortens the the distance between how much better a receiver is for the 49ers than a receiver is for, you know, the Chiefs. That closes, he closes the gap because he makes that receiver that much better. And that's what those guys do. Those elite guys just make everybody so much better. But you're right. If you look at the roster, you could, and I'll, and I'll, you know, I'll play devil's advocate with you a little bit. You would, you could argue a lot of those 49ers defenders too. This really comes down to when you watch a lot of film, which I got to do, you gave me a good early, uh, early uh, time to watch this film. He's just that good. And, and there's rarely few guys like that. It's, he's entering that Tom Brady kind of era where it's just like it's hard to bet against him. You're looking at and as a football coach, run the ball, stop the run. There's a lot of things that are not with the Chiefs, but he there's Patrick Mahomes just like there was Brady. So um, I don't know. He's just he's he's a guy who's just playing at a different level, and he seems to really turn it up in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I, sh- I should I should give Fred Warner some credit. And yeah. I mean, San Francisco's got some dudes on that defense and that's <laughs> even without, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but this, the safety that they lost for the season, um, who they drafted, yeah, I think I it was in the fifth round last year. Um, yeah, I can't say his name either. <laughs> yeah. But he's, I mean, he's awesome. <laughs> he was like, re- he, really good. Yeah. Yeah. If he, if he was on the field in this game, he's a, so they, they certainly do have difference makers on, on that 49ers defense for sure. Um, okay. So what are you thinking in this game? Are you in the don't bet against Mahomes camp or are you thinking 49ers? Well, you know, so the the Chiefs struggle to stop the run. I've always believed you win with stopping the run and the ability to stop the run. Well, there's a good chance the Chiefs aren't going to run it very well, and there's a good chance they won't stop the run. I know it's like, right? So my court, my my coach brain says, um, 49ers, if you look at the roster, if you look at everything, I'm going to – oh, I'm going – this is strictly – I'm not going to be the person who go – you know, you me and you talk next week and you go – yeah, we're going to talk to Lance today because Lance picked the 49ers. Why would you pick against Mahomes? Because Mahomes has the ball in the last drive. So I'm simply – I won't be shocked if the 49ers win, but I'm taking Mahomes' last drive, 31-30. I think it's a high-scoring game. I just think he will find a way to make it work in the end. And until you're proven wrong, same with Brady, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to go out and beat him. I, I, think the, I think if you're going to beat Mahomes, though, you have to have an elite roster. And you have to have elite coaching with the 49ers do. They have an elite roster. They can keep the ball from Mahomes. They can cause pressure on him. They can turn him over. Um, it's just can they do it Sunday? Because that's what they need to do. But they do have the talent to do that. You have to you have to out talent the Chiefs. And they have they have better talent at, at a lot of position than Chiefs do. But I got I got I got Mahomes until you prove me otherwise. Yeah, and I'm so 
I'm so torn. Like I want to, I want to be the guy that says, Oh, come on. The 49ers are just the more talented team. But you know, I had made the case before the AFC championship game. I thought the Ravens were just like that team this year. I thought they were the team that was just, they were the most complete team. I thought they were like the team that just had it figured out playing the best football at the best time. Um, I would argue maybe they had the best defense in football this year right there, or maybe right behind the Browns, probably one of those two. Um, and, and look, the defense played well against Kansas. Their defense actually played really well against Kansas city. And yet still Patrick Mahomes figures it out and he did it early in that game. He figured it out against Buffalo. I mean, I would argue that Buffalo is maybe a more talented team than, than the chiefs uh, in, in some areas. So, I don't, it's just too hard for me to sit here and say, well, San Francisco's got all this talent, so they're going to win because I'm scared to death of Patrick Mahomes. And I've seen him come back twice in two super, I've seen him come back from double digit deficits in two Super Bowls. So well, I don't know if it was double digits the first time, but I've seen him come back and win two Super Bowls late. Like, it's just so too you, hard to pick against him. So you take, you take, you take the Chiefs? You, you yeah, the I just I'm thinking about what I would regret the most, and I think yeah, that would be it, the thing, is... like because that's what happened in the AFC Championship game. I picked against Mahomes, and I'm like, what did I do? You know, the, you know what a really underrated thing going in this game too that I, I should have mentioned. We talked matchups, and, I, and I'm sorry I got a, a long winded. Is that Spags versus uh, Shanahan is a really good matchup too. You know, Spags doesn't get a, an, enough credit for what he does defensively. Uh, with his simulated blitzes, he plays a lot of man. He plays a lot of cover two. So his ability to to scheme up Shanahan, which is kind of what Shanahan's known for, is really impressive too. So you got you got guys, even Wilkes, you got guys who can scheme it up in two weeks going at it. So that's a that's a really good one for me too. Seeing that Chiefs defense, Spags' defense against uh, against the 49ers and Shanahan too. Yeah, that, I mean that's the other part of it. This defense, that defense is so good. Um, and that secondary is so good. So I don't know. I don't have a good read on this game. <laughs> I'm, but, you know, I, it, I'd be shocked if, if Mahomes doesn't win in the last drive. That's that's where I'm at. It might not happen, but the, I would be shocked if that's not the case. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. If he has the ball to win it, I it, with like three minutes left, I guarantee you get a text from me because I'm gonna be like, all right, we'll talk Tuesday because I know we know what's about to happen. So. We'll have good. Uh, we'll have good uh, pod uh, material for Tuesday if, if he gets the ball with three minutes left, or two minutes left, or a minute left. Kansas City wins. All right, there we go. That is uh, that is Lance Reisland joining us to break down both sides of the Super Bowl. Now, I told you that I was all twisted in knots trying to pick this game. Uh, well, I did talk to Tyler Shoemaker, uh, so he's going to at least give us a little betting advice on this game. So that's coming up next on the Orange or Brown Talk podcast. Lance, thanks for the time. As always, thanks for having me. Welcome back to the Orange Brown Talk podcast. Now we welcome back someone we haven't had on in a little while, Tyler Shoemaker. Tyler, how are you? Dang, good to good to be back. The last uh, you know month or so without Orange and Brown Talk <laughs> on Thursday mornings has uh, you know made my Thursday mornings a little boring. So I'm glad to glad to be back. But it's but it's freed you up to to uh, give out college basketball winners, women's college basketball winners, all yep. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I mean we are you know, neck deep in, in college basketball season now getting geared up for March Madness. So definitely staying on top of the numbers I, on my second screen here. I've, I've got the numbers updating right now as we speak for, for men's and women's college <laughs> basketball. Yeah. Give Tyler a follow. If you're into college basketball, 
find him on X at Tshu Index. Uh, he tweets out his his link for uh, college basketball, his best bets, his men's games, and then he tweets out his women's games too. So give him a follow. And I have noticed those lines do move fast in, in women's yeah. basketball. Yeah, I, I mean, pretty much at this point, I I kind of was being naive to it at first, but at this point, like when I put out my bets, it's moving the market like several points. It's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and they, then they move quickly. Um, okay, let's get into this this game here. Uh, Chiefs 49ers, the Super Bowl. Uh, we're not going to go real deep on prop bets and things like that. Um, I'm going to throw a few of those out a little later in this podcast. But let's talk about the game itself. And let's just start with this number, the 49ers and Chiefs. Right now it's sitting at 49ers minus two. Is that about right? in your mind. I mean, this, this game has had two weeks to kind of sit here and, and marinate. And I, I don't think it's moved all that much, honestly, that I've noticed. No, it hasn't. And I mean, the interesting thing is, you know, and again, I'm not huge on the public betting splits thing, but if you look, you're seeing like 70% of the bets are on the chiefs. The line has just sat still, you know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, my number on the game is actually Niners minus four. So you say, oh, well, that's only two points of value. That's not a ton. However, you know, we talk about key numbers, the key number, the, the most key number being three. So we're getting on the good side of three here. If, if you like the Niners, uh, like I do here. So I, I do like the number. I am surprised or I, I will be surprised if it doesn't touch three by by kickoff. But but we'll see, um, you know, because mo- most of the public bets are, are going to come in here in the next next couple of days anyway, leading up, leading up to game day. So we'll see once that action starts to to really come in heavy and limits get lifted on, you know, bigger betters, it'll be interesting to see uh, if, if this number moves. And, and I think this is interesting. This is one of those cases where I think so many people have bought into the idea that they're just not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. So I'm not surprised to see right now that, that there's so much public money on the chiefs, even though I think the 49ers, I, like I think, if it weren't Mahomes on the other side, if it were just some normal quarterback, I, I would imagine the 49ers might be pulling in more um, in in this game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the the Niners have been the more consistent team throughout the season, as my as my numbers reflect. Because as we've discussed on the show, you know, my my numbers take into account you know your whole body of work, you know, not just the last couple of games or whatever. So, uh, I agree. I literally haven't heard a single person. Uh, you know, on X or otherwise say like, oh, I'm I'm going against Patrick Mahomes. Like everyone's like, oh, I can't bet against him. So, so, you know, if, if I were betting the Chiefs, I would be a little nervous by that because it's like, man, I literally haven't heard anybody say they're on the Niners in this game. And for, you know, for a game that's as heavily bet as the Super Bowl is, obviously um, you would expect to see a little more balanced action. So it's, it's interesting that the the bets have been so lopsided to this point. Okay, now the total on this game, at least on DraftKings, um, I haven't checked FanDuel right now. It's 47, uh, 47 and a half. Uh, what, what do you think of that total? Yeah, I'm I'm at about 44, so I'm, I'm a little lower than that, um, which, again, you go back to the Patrick Mahomes thing, and it's like, can you quantify, you know, what he's going to bring to a Super Bowl? So that, that would make me a little nervous to take an under on the game, uh, and especially as as the Niners have have shown at times this season, they can really put some points on the board as well. So my numbers on the under, I, I don't love it as, as a best bet. I would, I would go elsewhere with the best bet, but I, if I had to make a pick, I would be on the under. Yeah. I just looked FanDuel has a 47 and a half. Interesting there. Interestingly, their line is Niners minus two and a half. So there's a half point difference right there between those two books um, at the moment. So 
it sounds like just the the game overall. It sounds like you like the Niners minus two in this spot. Yeah, I do. That that would be my my best bet on the side in this game. Niners minus two. Like I said, two points of value, not a ton, but because we're getting you know under three, I I would I would lay the two points with the Niners. And then on the money line, you've got uh, the Chiefs are plus one hundred. I guess. I mean, if if you're betting the Chiefs, I mean at plus two, shouldn't you just take the money line? I mean, there's not. It's not like it's plus one hundred, but it's better than taking the Chiefs at plus two at what right now is minus one eighteen. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's that's the play. If if you like the Chiefs and you're you know one of those people saying I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes, I would just take it on the money line. Okay, let's talk a little bit. Um, well, well, let's get into. I know you had another favorite bet in this game. So what, what was something you liked? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here. I said uh, the under overall scared me mostly because of of what the Niners have been capable of. I mean, the Chiefs just haven't really had those scoring outbursts throughout the year. Um, I, I talked more about that. I, I wrote an article for VEASAN this week kind of kind of talking about that. But um, I like the Chiefs team total under 21 and a half. You know, getting that that hook there, that half a point um, – really makes a difference here for me. And the odds are plus 120 on that the last time I checked. So I just, I've got the Niners as the number two defense in the league. I just have a hard time seeing the Chiefs going over three touchdowns. Like I I think they could get to 21, but I getting over 21 against, against the Niners uh, in this game, I just, I don't see it. And especially if you're going to give me plus 120 odds on that, I do like that. And then kind of, piggybacking off of that I do like I think Patrick Mahomes uh passing total has been bet up kind of too high here uh it's at 262 and a half so I would go under 262 and a half on Patrick Mahomes passing yards yeah and I think that's interesting because you know as weird as it is unders for the Chiefs seem like a good play because I mean like you said it's not like they've been lighting up the scoreboard you look at how they played Baltimore last week you know they had a, a good first half offensively and then Baltimore shut them down in, in the second half and the chiefs kind of relied on that defense that has sort of been their formula after they've kind of figured out how they're going to win games. It's been relying on that defense. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was on the chiefs team total under, I gave that out uh, before the Ravens game and I was a little nervous in the first half, but it, it did cash. Um, I mean, the chiefs offense, again, looking at the whole body of work, I've got them rated 13th in the league. Whereas the Niners offense is number three. So I've got the Niners number three on offense, two on defense, the Chiefs 13 on offense, three on defense. So to your point, they've really, the defense has carried them, which is not, you know, I, I don't think that's what the public perception is of them. But when you actually go back and, you know, kind of look at their scores and look at their performances, it's been the defense that that's won them games more often than not. Okay, during the season, we talked a lot about um, first quarters, first halves. Um, I'm kind of over first quarters in the NFL because you <laughs> you know you bet an over in the first quarter and the team that starts with the ball punts and the next team holds the ball for eight minutes and it's like okay this was this was stupid Dead, uh, yeah. I still I still like first halves though um and when I look at this game the first half total well so the Niners are, are minus point minus a half uh for the first half the total is 23 and a half and what's interesting here is the over is actually plus 100 on DraftKings, um, I don't think I would touch a, a first half over on this. That, that's kind of telling you all you need to know. But what, what do you think of some of these first half numbers? Yeah, I mean, again, that's that's shaded higher than what my numbers would have it. I would think it would be 
you know, more like 21 and a half. So again, if I had to make a play on, on the first half total, I would, I would take the under the Niners minus a half um, in, in the first half is, is interesting. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind a, you know, a half unit on that or something, because I think like I said, I, I just think they've been the more consistent team throughout the year. Um, I'm really curious to see how the chiefs offensive line holds up against, you know, the, the chase young, Nick Bosa combination. So that's kind of a matchup that I'm, I'm looking for. And then obviously as a Buckeye fan, I'm, I'm looking at that as well from a, from a rooting standpoint. So I, I think that's the matchup I'm most curious about when the chiefs have the ball, but yeah, I would, I would definitely be again under and on the Niners at, uh, with those first half lines. So I'm curious. And um, you know, like I said, we're not going to go deep into all these crazy Super Bowl props, but how much do you actually like do on the Super Bowl as far as like, do you, if, if you're going to bet it, do you kind of just stick to the traditional stuff? Do you dig into the props? How, how do you generally approach this game? Yeah. I mean, as we've, as we've talked about, like I'm, I'm just so numbers driven on everything that I don't really like to bet things that I can't quantify or project myself, or at least have a, a good resource that, that can project them. So, you know, like people, I saw there was like a six figure bet on the coin toss and like, you know, crazy things like that. And I just, if I can't quantify it and and feel like I have an actual edge on the bet, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I, I spend way too much time, you know, pouring into the numbers to just like give back profit that I've made making crazy bets just, you know, based on my gut. So I personally don't, don't go too far into it. I, I tend to stick to the normal script of, you know, sides, totals, and, and, you know, maybe the, the occasional player prop, but that's, uh, that's about as far as I go. So, so I can't talk you into like purple Gatorade or like <laughs> yeah. the, the, the length yeah. of the national anthem or anything like that. No, but it is so fun. like there are people that that do dive into that. I just from a time standpoint, I don't have time to go research <laughs> the color of Gatorade for the last you know fifty years. But I I do follow some people that you know will tweet out like those those sorts of tidbits of like oh well the last three years it's been orange Gatorade or, or whatever, and it's it's just funny that I mean. But again, if you're gonna make those bets, like you you should put in the time to at least try to to quantify it somehow and feel like you you have an edge. Yeah, instead of just throwing something at uh throwing something at, at you know some random number. Um, I, I will say one of the things I always watch for MVP is if it's not a quarterback, it's usually a highly targeted receiver or a defensive player who can make splash plays. Now, good luck, you know, good luck nailing that and figuring out who that defensive player would be. <laughs> yeah. But um, if, if you're looking for value there, I am going to throw one weird one at you. Um, okay. I'm just curious what you think. It's actually not that weird, but you could do exact points scored in a half and chiefs 13 points in the first half is plus 1000. Could you see this being like a 13, 10 game at, at the half? Yeah. I mean, especially, at, you know, plus 1000, that's, that's probably not bad because, you know, as we talked about their, their game last week, they, they kind of came out a little, a little stronger in the first half, which had me nervous for my team total under bet. Um, but then like you said, got, got shut down. So I will be curious to see how they how they come out of halftime in this game, you know, against that defense. You know what adjustments um, Andy Reid might have up up his sleeve. But no, I, at plus one thousand, that that's probably not not a bad you know five or ten dollar bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, follow me uh, on X at Tshu Index, where I'm giving out all my all my plays, uh, you know, any betting nuggets that I that I come across. 
and read my work at, at vison.com. Uh, that's where I'm writing up. I put out my college basketball projections there uh, as, as well as my men's best bets. And then I tweet out my women's best bets because the lines don't get posted till closer to game time. All right, Tyler Shoemaker, it's good to talk to you again. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, Dan. Back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Um, I'm going to try and come up with some prop bets that I like here. Um, some things that I'm considering. So I'm going to look through and and find what I like. So the first thing that kind of stands out to me when we look at player props is Brock Purdy over rushing. You know, not a guy that moves around a lot, but he did move around a lot against Detroit. His over rushing hit in that, it was like seven in that game. So I feel like the Brock Purdy rushing over, and I'm going to pull these odds off DraftKings, but also make sure you're going over and checking like FanDuel and stuff like that, finding good odds, finding good numbers, uh, things like that. So it's because sometimes the number's a little higher, a little lower in different places. So if you're betting overs and unders, you want to make sure you're getting that. So right now DraftKings has Purdy at over at 12 and a half. So I think I like, I think I kind of like that number. Uh, Brock Purdy to get maybe one or two decent runs. Um, see what he can do. Now I was looking at the George Kittle number. Um, the Chiefs gave up the ninth fewest yards to tight ends during the regular season, and Baltimore didn't really get either of their tight ends going in that game. I'm a little nervous about the George Kittle number on DraftKings. It's fifty and a half. So I could see a world where he has like three catches for thirty seven yards and even scores a touchdown. Or maybe he goes over that number. Right now it's minus 115 on either side. I think I'm going to stay away from that. But I will tell you one that I'm kind of interested in is the Isaiah Pacheco over receiving yards. Again, not great odds on this. It's 17 and a half at minus 115 on either side on DraftKings right now. But that's one that I'm looking at too is maybe the Isaiah Pacheco over receiving props. I, I think he might get involved in the passing game. I'll put it that way. Um, I'm also looking at Pacheco anytime touchdown score, but to be honest with you, the odds aren't great on that. Like with him and McCaffrey, anytime touchdown score isn't that great. You've got three players, McCaffrey, Pacheco, and Kelsey, who are minus odds uh, to score a touchdown. So as I kind of look through anytime touchdown scores, um, both the defenses, the 49ers are plus 600, the Chiefs are plus 650, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is plus 600, um, if you think one of the quarterbacks might get in, Brock Purdy is plus 750. So I, I don't know. McCole Hardman is plus 1300. I mentioned this with Tyler. I'm looking at that Chiefs first half over 10 and a half points. They've scored 16, 13, and 17 in the first half in their three playoff games. And the 49ers obviously got torched by Detroit. And they did give up 174 first half yards to the Packers. Now, the Packers didn't score a bunch of points. They didn't turn that into touchdowns. But I don't know. Chiefs over 10.5. And And the other kind of fun one I like, Chiefs exact first half score. Uh, Plus 817 points, plus 1,013 points. Why not stick like a dollar on both of those? And if one of them wins, you get your money back and then some. And if they lose... Yeah, you're at a couple bucks. No big deal. All right, Super Bowl MVP. This is the last one here because I'm sure you're tired of hearing me talk. So here's the thing about Super Bowl MVP, right? It goes to quarterbacks a lot, right? Quarterbacks win the thing all the time. But 
when a quarterback doesn't win Super Bowl MVP, there's two types of players that generally do it. I remember Doug Maurice and I talked about this last year. It's either a defensive player who makes splash plays, right, who is just the best player on the field, or it's a receiver who gets a bunch of targets. So if it doesn't go to the quarterback, but it goes to an offensive player, it goes to a receiver, usually a Julian Edelman, a Cooper Cup, who makes a bunch of catches, gets a bunch of targets, right? Travis Kelsey is that type of guy, plus 1,200. Could we see a game where Travis Kelsey has that throwback, 10 catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns, and instead of giving it to Mahomes, they give it to Kelsey? Maybe. Um, Debo is a guy, you know, could, could he maybe get that? Could one of the 49ers receivers get it? I think it would probably be more McCaffrey though, if a non-quarterback is going to get it on the offensive side for the 49ers. So McCaffrey is plus 450. That's okay. But Travis Kelsey is plus 1200 on DraftKings, which is a very interesting number. And then when you look at some of the defensive players, so again, we're looking for guys who can make splash plays, you know, some sort of return for a touchdown, or maybe they have like three and a half sacks in the game, something like that. Nick Bosa is plus 7,500. Chris Jones is plus 10,000. Fred Warner. Fred Warner could end up being the best defensive player on the field in this game. He's plus 12,000. Um, oh, here's one. Do you know you get Sam Darnold for plus 20,000? Don't do that. And as you go down this list, you can find a few defensive players that maybe Legereus Sneed plus 15,000. What if he has like two interceptions and returns one for a touchdown? You have to kind of pick the right guy, right? Like it's a roll of the dice, but maybe, maybe you can find one. So if it's not Mahomes, if it's not Purdy, you want to look for a defensive player who makes splash plays or somebody who gets targeted a lot in the passing game and might get a bunch of catches, although McCaffrey's a little different. McCaffrey is certainly a guy that could win it um, from the running back position. Um, Okay, there we go. Those are some of the things I'm looking at here uh, on prop bets. Don't tail me because I'm really bad at this. But I will say this. If you're going to take the Chiefs plus two, just take the money line plus 102. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to end up winning this game. Okay, thanks to Lance. Thanks to Tyler. We'll be back with a normal week of podcasts next week after the Super Bowl. Thanks to all of you for listening.